This is the Amazing Education Podcast. Powered by the Ames Community School District, I'm your host, Eric Smith. On today's episode, we are joined by incoming superintendent of Ames Schools, Dr. Julius Lawson. We're going to have an amazing conversation about the role of the superintendent and what he is most excited about heading into next year. Dr. Julius Lawson, thank you for being on this episode of the Amazing Education Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for having me. Man, this is my honor to be able to bring you on now in... um, I guess I was going to say an official capacity. I suppose yes. maybe um, it is. You are our incoming superintendent for yes. Ames Public Schools. Um, we announced that several weeks ago. Um, you're not officially on the clock, though, no. yet, but you are in, in Ames, in district, and I am really excited to be able to um, just talk to you about how you're doing, what, what some of your takeaways are for our district already. I know that um, you've been in buildings, you've talked with a number of um, yes. some teachers, administrators already. So welcome to Ames. Thank you. Um, really excited to be here. Happy to be here. I've learned quite a bit. Um, I visited about five schools on yesterday. Yeah. Um, met with uh, great school leaders, great teachers, had the opportunity to talk to uh, some really wonderful students to see some great things happening in school. So again, I'm excited to be here. I'm looking forward to get to the work officially, um, which doesn't start um, obviously until July. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, um, I jokingly have told people we've been doing some community forums and of course, obviously the superintendent search and how that has progressed has certainly been a topic of discussion. And then in our last um, community forums, we, we've been able to now, not talk so much about the process, but introduce you and say, you know, this has been announced. And, and I joke in that, you know, education runs from July 1 to June 30. And I see it as an opportunity for us. And I keep, I joke to people that I, I have five, six months just to blow up your email with stuff. So <laughs> before you even get, uh, you know, officially um, on the clock. So what was it about Ames? You know, I, I know I've talked to you um, before and, and you're not one to just throw your hat in any ring here. You're, yeah. You're very um, deliberate. You do your research. So what was it about Ames that, that really drew your attention? So actually, um, my daughter started this, uh, started this to happen. So um, I, have a, I have two sons, actually. Um, son who plays football. He played football um, in, in Iowa. And so that brought my attention initially to Iowa, a couple visits. Um, and then my daughter, who goes to the Chicago High School for Agricultural Sciences, um, had Iowa State on her radar because yeah. of its agricultural sciences program. And so um, not wanting to allow her to get away from me. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I started, I I started to uh, look at districts in, in Iowa. Yeah. And so um, being really intentional and thoughtful about where I could and would fit, where my skill set would be valued, where yeah. my skill set would actually be um, required, right? Mm-hmm. So um, Ames showed up and... Uh, one of the best things that I've done to date was was to complete the application yeah. um, and, and start the process here at Ames. So let's talk a little bit um, about your background. So, you know, we had, um, we released information, obviously announcing you as the next superintendent. Chicago Public Schools, your chief of schools there. Yes. Um, just talk us through, um, at least 
kind of some of the highlights of, of what you currently do. You know, you're overseeing um, elementary schools and sort of how, how you got to, to that point. Yep, so in my current role uh, as chief of schools, um, in most places it's probably the equivalent of an area superintendent. In Chicago, we don't have a superintendent of schools. We have a chief education officer and um, the chief executive officer. Okay. Um, and then we have networks across the city, both high school and elementary. Mm -hmm. um, there are 13 elementary networks and four high school networks. Okay. I oversee one of the elementary school networks with um, 27 elementary schools. Um, all of my schools are situated on the south side of Chicago across three communities. Um, about 9,000 students, a little bit more than 9,000 students, um, 600 teachers, 309 certified staff, um, obviously 27 principals, 27 assistant principals. Okay. Yep. So now you're, you're in Ames for a couple days. You know, we've yes. noted uh, you've walked through some buildings. What What is your goal, Not, I guess, not just in, um, you know, walking through the buildings, but how do you get started in a position like this? You know, you want to build context. I know I've been emailing you some information. Um, how, how do you get started doing that? So lots of, uh, lots of looking, listening, learning. Yeah. Um, it, it's unfair to come into a district to think that you are going to, to impact change um, if you don't understand the context of what's happening. Yeah. And so I think that it's really important to me um, and, and the, the, the school community to take the opportunity to look, listen, and learn from stakeholders. And so again, that's what my visit to buildings was about yesterday. Um, that's what my conversations with staff members were about um, and district leadership was about this morning. Um, just the opportunity to um, introduce myself to folks, um, have them learn a little bit about me, look to see what's happening, listen, yeah. um, and, and learn from those um, conversations and then decide um, how we move the work forward together. So what would be, um Kind of your leadership style, like well, like you know, you talked about um, you're going to come in, you want to listen, obviously build context, get people to know to know you. What does that mean? Get get to know know you. What should what should we know? That uh, well, first of all, I'm I'm a visionary. Okay. Right. So I'm always thinking of how we get better. Right. So thinking about current state, but what's the vision? How do we get better? Um, so I I'd like to see myself as a visionary, yeah. but I'm also very collaborative. Um, so this doesn't happen um, individually. I don't do this in isolation, yeah. uh, which is why those voices matter. So I have to, again, listen to everyone, including um, the students. I spoke to about four or five students yesterday at a school that had an extended learning project happening, and I thought it was absolutely amazing. Um, the, the, the teacher who was supporting them in this in this project they had a happy meal box and and they put the happy meal box in the hall to see how folks would respond and they made predictions around how they thought folks would respond yeah. um, and they asked me if I had questions and I did I said well do you, <laughs> do you think the response will look different what considering whether or not folks had already eaten lunch yeah. right um, and uh, one young lady said, that's a good idea. That's a good point. Um, but 
so that was that was learning for me. And when I think about what was really happening with those children, I also thought about how could we have made that better, right? Yeah. What do we do next time to make it better for the next group of students? It was it was a great project. Yeah. Um, but always thinking about how to get better um, and thinking about the collaboration piece. How do I connect with the principal to connect with the teacher and supporting him to get better? Um, All in the name of students, though. So when you go into a classroom, um, obviously you're in a building context tour right now, you know, for a couple days and will be um, next time you're in district as well. So let's take, you know, uh, classrooms that you would attend now. What what do you look for when when you're just, you know, you peek into classrooms? What, what, What are you looking for? So I'm an instructional leader, yeah, and um, I look to see what the instruction looks like. Um, is it aligned to standards? What's the experience of, of students? Um, I'm also big on learning environment, so learning environment matters. That's one of the, the great things that I've come to learn about AIM schools. Um, they look amazing. Yeah. Um, the, the awesome facilities, um, very well kept. But instruction is what moves the needle for children, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if we are going to have a better society, how our students are educated matters. And so the instruction that's poured into them um, is what moves the needle, is what changes things for them. And so that's yeah. that's what I'm looking at. We had talked just before this that um, in your current role, you placed a really big emphasis on, on building culture. Yeah. Um, what, what, what does that look like or what takeaways have you had going through that process that, you know, that always resonate with you um, moving forward? Yep. So culture for me represents the feel of a building. Yeah. Right. And so um, in our personal lives, we show up differently to to work, being schools for us. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to be intentional about what that feel is like. Um, always considering children as we as we come in and so the work that I've done is really has been centered around how we make children feel in the learning environment and so again we we talked just a a few moments ago um, and something that that comes up for me are two things structure and consistency both adults and students like structure um, and they, they admire consistency as well. And so um, if we have the structures and, and procedures in place within buildings and we're consistently um, moving in the direction of those structures and, and, and you know, procedures, yeah. uh, that changes things. Yeah. That changes things. One of the things that, um, well, it made me chuckle a little bit. Um, you referred to uh, a handbook uh, on getting getting to know you, so I, one I'm excited to see what that looks like. But one of the things that um, really resonated with me is that you said you're uh, a straight shooter. Yes. You know, you just you get the information. There's not judgment involved. And the reason why um, it resonated with me, and I actually just showed this to you, is on on my, the desktop of my computer, I have a phrase from um, a Stephen Covey book about talking straight. You know, and and it I I have it on there because I. I like to get to the point, you know, like let's just cut through it all when we communicate, let's cut through it. And you just kind of reinforced all of that as just, sure. just give me the information. Like talk talk me through, like what does that mean? Um, and how'd you get to that point? Yep, so let me start with the owner's manual. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to know more about this actually. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just a couple pages long. Um, but 
I read about it some some years ago um, about a hospital administrator. Um, I read about it in the Wall Street Journal. This hospital administrator created an own, an owner's manual to help his staff learn how to navigate him um, in an effort to enhance the relationships during during the workday. Yeah. I thought it was was kind of cool, right? So um, I modeled after his owner's manual, and I created one for for as principal created one for my teachers, and yeah. as chief created. I mean, as principal created it for the teachers, <laughs> and as chief created it for principals. Yeah. Um, but it's really helpful in in supporting folks as they learn to navigate you, right? So we have to move the relationships forward. Um, again, always thinking about how important and impactful the adult relationships are as it relates to children. The other thing about that is we have to make the effort to get better um, faster. And so improvement science says um, if you focus on getting better just a little bit every day, um, by the end of a 365-day calendar, you'll be 36 times better. And with that, um, I don't have time to waste, right? Yeah. So let's, let's have the conversation regardless of, of where the starting point is, and let's, let's work to get better. How do, we, how do we get better? So fluff is nice <laughs> for those folks who need it, <laughs> but let's, let's talk about our issues, our yeah. concerns, and then let's figure out how to get them resolved so we can start to get better immediately. Yeah. So in, in your position, you know this, um, sometimes frustrations, you know, that, that we feel, you know, they kind of move up the chain, you know, and you're, you're going to be the top of that chain. Um, you're going to get a lot of emails, a lot of requests, a lot of ideas thrown your way, mm -hmm. um, all of which likely have merit, you know, yes. and, and how, how do we move our system? So how do you balance um, hearing from, you know, a lot of different viewpoints and then also take that system level approach because that, that, that is what you need to do. You know, you have a lot of variables when making decisions. Oftentimes they can be tough decisions. There's, there's personnel considerations. There's obviously what is best for students. Yep. And then there's also the financial side of, of things because things do cost money. Yep. So how do you balance all of that? So the, the driving force for me is always what works best for children. Um, and all children. And so you have to listen to folks. Yeah. Like voices are important, and you have to hear those voices. But I also think it's very important to explain your why. So after you take in all of this information mm -hmm. and you synthesize it and you think about whether or not it works for children, um, sometimes the decisions will work in, in an individual or a group's favor. Sometime it may not, but I think explaining the why is important, right? It could be, you know, as a result of legislation. It could be, you know, maybe some sort of, maybe it violates, you know, some HR policy or yep, some yep. policy. But um, rather than to say, no, we're not going to move in that direction, I think it's important to say we can't move in that direction because. And once you explain the why and you um, keep children at, at the center of, of your decisions, I think they are, they are a lot easier for me to make, and they are a lot easier for um, the school community to digest. Yeah. So equity has been, you know, um, a large part of our district. 
Um, how do we prioritize that moving forward? So, and this maybe can go a little bit to a conversation that that we 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 so, had. Um, not not to prompt you a little bit, but I just sure. yeah. So equity is a is a moral imperative, and um, it's 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 really about treating folks right. Yeah. Right. So um, it should be built into the work that that we do every day. Yeah. It's not another thing. Um, it's about sort of retraining the brain to make sure that we are considering everyone. Um, it's probably oversimplified, um, but that's what it looks and feels like for me. Yeah. And that's my goal to, you know, for, for the district, right? Just. So I think, um, you know, I think sometimes, you know, oftentimes when we have, and we had for several years now in our, our district, we've had conversations around equity. And what does that mean and what does that look like? And sometimes, at least for us as a district, it's it's getting to the point where we needed to acknowledge, um, publicly acknowledge and be very clear that, you know, we have a disparity gap in our district. And so that was the first step. And then we need to figure out ways on how to address that. And sometimes that means putting resources, uh, more resources towards that. That. Um, sometimes it is taking a leap and and trying things that we haven't tried before because sure. it's in, it's important and sometimes that goes smoothly um, in some people's opinion sometimes it doesn't go smoothly in, yep. in some people's opinion um, but I think for us as a district we've always um, put value in listen we, we gotta we gotta move in that direction but that can get bumpy sometimes sure it can um... But that's again, it's improvement science, right? So continuous improvement is a messy process, yeah. and it and it it can get bumpy. It will get bumpy. Um, but I think um, there are some things that we have to do as a, as a district. One is to clearly define what equity is yeah. and, and what it will look and feel like in the district. Um, and I think there's training that has to happen. Um, across the district, starting with the district office. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're talking adult folk, right? Before we get yeah. to schools and, and this starts to take shape in classrooms, and I know some of it already has, but um, there is some training that needs to happen. Um, there are still folks who may not clearly clearly understand what equity is or what it looks or what it should look and feel like. Um, sometimes we confuse equity with equality and so there's some there's some work that has to happen, yeah. um, and the more work that happens, and the more intentional and thoughtful that work is for the adults in the district, the more it starts to make sense, and we'll see it take shape in our schools yeah. for our children. What are your goals over the next um, couple months when you're not on the clock, and then when we get into summer, when when you I, I guess you know when does your first hundred days start? Is that started already? You know, does that start <laughs> over the summer? The the do we have an unofficial hundred days and then an official hundred days? Um, yeah, so that's a that's a great, <laughs> that's a great question, um, and I would say that my hundred days has started. Okay, um, good. So um, again, I've been doing lots of listening, yeah. lots of looking already um, with. The, the, the data that's been shared, the, the, all the other information sources that have been shared with me. So lots of looking. Mm-hmm. Again, at, you know, even this morning, lots of, lots of listening, still lots of learning. That's what the first 100 days will, will look like. Yeah. So before we start to um, really engage in some, some deep missioning and, and envisioning work, 
um, the strategic planning, yeah. we have to figure out what the direction of the district will be. Yeah. Um, but again, so I've just been here a couple days now. I've had the opportunity to talk to, again, district personnel, mm -hmm. but I really want the opportunity to get out into the community to see yeah. what community members are saying, and, and I want to hear from parents as well. I did have the opportunity to talk to several parents during the basketball game the other okay. night, yeah. which was an amazing game. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to hear more voices from the community yeah. as well before we just really set the direction of the district because those voices matter. So one of the things that I know that you asked about um, early on, actually going through the finalist interviews, um, I was fortunate enough to to lead one of the one of the groups, and and you brought it up then, and it, it's come up since then is the value in a strategic plan. Oh, so yeah. so what is that? Um, for those who don't know, what is a strategic plan for a district? And then what does developing one look like? Because I would imagine that's, um, um, I suppose we haven't had this specific conversation, but I would imagine that's going to be on your short list of, of things to help move us forward as a district. That will certainly be on the short list. And, and in thinking about what that is, it's really a strategy um, designed to help move the district forward. Again, thinking about improvement. Yeah. Um, and so... In some of the conversations that I've had with, with stakeholders, um, the idea of lots of initiatives, you know, has, has come up. Mm -hmm. And so for me, and I'm, I'm thinking, like, how do those initiatives align to the district's strategy to move forward? Yeah. And because we aren't necessarily seeing the convergence as it relates to all of the initiatives, it feels that way because we don't really have a clearly identified strategy to move forward. Yeah. And once we are able to identify what that strategy is going to be, thinking about what are our three big buckets of work, yeah. right? So some of those initiatives may not exist once we get a clearly defined strategy in place. Yeah. Um, it keeps teachers and principals and, and, and parents in the community from feeling and being overwhelmed because we have a clear direction for the district yeah. and our work is clearly outlined um, some things may just you know not show up on the radar yeah and something developing something like that it uh, I know you've used the word already it's collaborative Absolutely. Um, but it's also not something that gets done in in six months it can okay it, it may it may <laughs> not be as effective if it's yeah. if it's done um, that quickly but again it requires the the voice of the community yeah Right, so, um, and that takes time, right? Yeah. Bringing stakeholders together, really um, having some, some thought partnering around how we move forward together, what's really important to families, what's really important to school leaders and teachers, and, and where are children in, in this plan, and how does this benefit them? Yeah. How do we move them forward academically, socially and emotionally, um, and what are, what are their other needs, and what do we need to do as, as, a, as a district, right? Um, and so that, that takes some time. And, and it's a lengthy process, but it's a valuable one. Yeah. yeah. What are you most excited about? I mean, you're here, you're like, you know, you're in our district office, you're, you're you know, we're sitting here doing a, a podcast. I feel like you're already, you know, you're in this chair ready, you're engaged, you're ready to go. Um, we, 
you, you probably have like these moments of, yep, I'm here. And then, yeah. you know, but you still, you know, you have work to do um, back home in Chicago. And obviously yeah. you want to, um, you have a family there, um, a school family that, yeah. you know, you um, hold dearly and, and yet you're coming here. But like, what are you excited about? Well, finding a place to live is, 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 is definitely <laughs> one of the things a good that, thing to have on the list. That excites me. Um, I'm excited about the great things that are happening here already. Right. So I get to uh, come to a great place and just really add value to the great things that are happening. Um, as we talk about that improvement piece, I think for some, like, you know, it feels like, you know, there's a there's a lot to do. Um, but I just call it making making better sense of the work. But I think there are some great things happening, great facilities, great staff. I've I've communicated with nothing but but awesome parents and community yeah. members. So um, that is that is really exciting for me. And thinking about burnout, mm -hmm. this is the time. Um, I don't know if I if I've sensed that, yeah. um, which is which is really exciting. And I think I mentioned that to uh, Jeff yesterday. Folks are folks are really poised um, yeah. to to do the work right now, and that's 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 extremely exciting. Yeah. Well, Dr. Lawson, I, I, you know, I appreciate this opportunity and I'm, I'm genuinely excited for, for the, the direction that our district will be going here Likewise. in, in very short order. And I feel like that work has already started. Um, and I'm excited that, you know, this part of our school year is as, as in some ways come to a conclusion in that, you know, we had this long process for our school board. Yes. We've identified a wonderful um, next superintendent of our school district. I'm, I'm very excited. So I, I already gave you the heads up. This is not our last podcast episode. No. Um, this was really uh, meant the intention was to sort of introduce you to our community for those who haven't met you yet. Um, sort of a pre-introduction, but you know, once we get later into the spring and the summer, um, we're gonna be doing some rounds in the community. Um, we're gonna have more public forums. We're gonna do more podcasts. And I'm really excited for what that's gonna bring. Likewise, as am I, I'm looking forward to working more with you um, as well as the community. So um, super excited. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Well, thank you for everyone um, listening on today's episode of the Amazing Education Podcast. And Dr. Lawson, thank you again. Thank you.